0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big. Win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Rosser brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com/sgp. That's CoorsLight.com/sgp. Rosser brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Roster brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And we're giving away $500 an hour NFL Draft Props contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcastcom draft or click the contest tab in the SGPN app. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, April 25th, currently 1104 on the East Coast. Here to recap everything we saw over the weekend in the NBA playoffs, as well as dive into and handicap the three games happening tonight in the NBA playoffs. And joining me to break it all down is my main man that does it both on and off the court for SGPN as well as hosting his own YouTube show every single day. Make sure to check him out. It's Scott Reichel. Scott, how you feeling this uh, Monday morning, my man?
1: Yeah, doing pretty well. It's kind of the same story as last week. My betting's been going really well, but my team has been awful. So it's a trade-off <laughs> that I'm going to have to deal with, but it might come to an end today. I'm going to be there. So for better or worse, even if the Nets don't pull it out, I get to see Scott Foster in action. So what more
0: can you want, man? What more can you want? Yeah, that's uh the only icing that was uh left off is Ben Simmons not or yeah, not playing because we got the news that uh he Woke up with some soreness yesterday, and the team and him mutually agreed that he's not going to be playing tonight in Game Four. But we'll get to that when we discuss the uh, Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics here tonight. But um, a lot of action, like you said, over the weekend with the NBA playoffs. Um, we'll just kind of recap generally. We'll dig into the three games. We'll recap those um, from the weekend as well. When we talk about those games. But outside of the three that we are going to talk about here tonight, uh, Scott. Um, Where do you want to start, man? I really don't have anything in particular, but um, it looks like the Western Conference is a lot more tight or or more close series than it is in the Eastern Conference right now. Three out of the four series in the Western Conference are uh, tied 2-2, and then the only one right now is the uh, Golden State Warriors, who are up three games to one against the Denver Nuggets, who uh, the Denver Nuggets got the victory yesterday, 126-121. Um, I guess we could just start right there, man. It just kind of took a Herculean effort from the um, Denver Nuggets to pull out the victory in game four. Jokic dropped 37 points in this game. Um, and it's not, that's the type of effort that we're, they're probably going to need from every single night. But they got contributions from Monte Morris. They got contributions finally, finally, from Aaron Gordon. Yesterday, he was 10 up 13 from the free throw line. Uh, they made 15 of 31 uh, three point attempts, but. Um, thoughts from game four here, Scott, uh, as the Denver Nuggets get on the board with one victory.
1: Well, you mentioned Jokic. Aaron Gordon was good as well, but my main takeaway, Will Barton hit a clutch shot. Can you believe it? Will (laughs) Barton hit a dagger. I never thought I would see that in a million years. After the 35-foot chuck over Draymond in game three, he finally made the open shot in the corner in game four. I'm (laughs) proud of him, but... You have anything you want to add on that? Because that was my main takeaway. It was a great game. And yeah. then Barton hit a shot. And you just knew that Denver was meant to win this game. They're going to get killed in game five. But good yeah. for them for winning game four.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, every dog has their day, I guess we can say, right? And uh, Will Barton, congratulations on hitting a clutch shot. But it took that type of effort from them to for Denver to win this game. But, yeah, kudos to them. You know, They got the job done on their home floor. Barton uh, was awful, by the way. The fact yeah. that Barton tells 12. you
1: why I have an issue with him. He's one for six, and he takes that shot in the final. Why is he on the court? <laughs> like, I I have so many questions. He played 32 minutes. He only attempted seven shots. He had six going to the dagger shot, but good for him. He made it. I'm worried about irrational confidence, Barton in game five, yeah. where he suddenly thinks that he has to start shooting more, and Denver's going to be down 20 immediately, but – you watch, if you, you watched the game, it was competitive. It was a good game. Yeah. Golden State made their classic second half run after Dallas opened up a decent lead early on. Mm-hmm. But Dallas really responded terribly to the zone triangle two box and one defense that you know Golden State kind of was rotating between. But for the most part, they were running zone. And Denver didn't look great with it. And I feel like that's definitely something that Golden State could build on. It kind of struck me in... I'd say an interesting situation for Golden State because yeah. they started using Kaminga. They were throwing yeah. in some guys in there. Gary Payton the second only played seven minutes, mm-hmm. and I thought he was one of their better players in game three. Yeah, I really didn't understand a decent amount of Kerr's rotations, and not to mention the awful lob call on that final timeout leading to the steal, which Jokic predicted from the sideline. Yeah. But I don't really know what Kerr was doing. It seemed like Kerr was coaching like a team that was up 3 mm-hmm. nothing, that was just trying to mess with some of the rotations instead of being out for blood. Did you get the <clears> same gist for that? Because that's what I got.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you kind of take a look at the bench, I mean, outside of, of Steph Curry, who is going to play starter minutes, but yeah, Gary Payton only played seven minutes. Otto Porter Jr. was awful in this game. He was some 16. How Florida did he beat. play 15 minutes?
1: <laughs> I, know, I know Draymond fouled out, so yeah. you had to try... But you're on offense, and it's a one-possession game. You really want Otto Porter in the game, throwing that inbound pass? I know the play was awful, and you could say, yeah. well, there was one read. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that, because I think if you're a competent player, you should know the read isn't there, and you have to abandon ship. I feel like that's just common sense. Yeah. The lob was not there, so you probably should have passed it elsewhere. Yeah, I just have no idea how Otto
0: Porter's in the game in that situation. I am surprised uh, Iguodala wasn't... Throwing the inbounds pass, I think he's a much higher IQ player and and better passer at that point. But minus um,
1: sixteen and fifteen, what are you, Andre Drummond? (laughs) Come on, man! Minus sixteen and fifteen minutes, get him off the court.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, he played fifteen minutes. I think you know most of those minutes, all those minutes should have probably gone to Gary Payton. Uh, They got Kaminga out there for eleven minutes. You know, he scored nine points for them off the bench, but. I mean, yeah, they got the victory. I think you're right, and I completely agree. And once this line drops, I will be betting on Golden State, like I have been all series long, um, for them just just come out and take care of business on their home floor in Game Five and and you know advance to Round Two. Um, anything else that kind of stood out to you? I think the game last night, maybe the last one, the Pelicans, Phoenix, they're stout, tied at two to uh, two games apiece. Um, look, they, they frustrated Chris Paul last night, especially in that fourth quarter, give, uh, Jose Alvarado, a lot of credit for the energy that he's bringing off the bench and just kind of being a mini me of, uh, paid, uh, or sorry, Patrick Beverly, man. He, he's just brings us this, this, this defensive edge to this team. Um, <clears throat> doesn't really show up in the box score, but if you're watching games, the guy's a menace, man. I mean, do you have any takeaways from this game?
1: Yeah, I think my main takeaway is that, first of all, I'm a bit annoyed because I have, of course, that Suns to win the West future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm not annoyed because of the fact that it's a sweat. I'm annoyed that I can't root for this Pelicans team because I really like this team. But because yeah. I got money on the Suns, I have to root for their like demise. But I actually like what they've done. And I think Willie Green is a very solid coach. I told you this last night on Slack No matter what the are on Twitter, no matter what the odds are, I'll bet Willie Green to win Coach of the Year next year, because I think that he's done a fantastic job. And I do believe that New Orleans, even though a lot of people might not pay attention to them during the course of the season, maybe if Zion comes back because ESPN might actually show some highlights from their games. But they might end up being if Zion ends up playing next year, which is a big if, but let's just say that happens, Mm -hmm. New Orleans could win forty seven games. And it really would not surprise me. I think the framework is there for a very solid basketball team. And I think my main takeaway is the fact that the Pelicans match up really well with the Suns. Now, if Booker was playing, would that be the case? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to throw it out there because I do think that it's worth talking about. The Pelicans are about plus 250 to win the series. I don't get it. How are they not, like, plus 175? This series
0: is a war. Yeah, especially with only, what, three games left here. Is best I would take of the
1: Pelicans at plus 250. And then they got a good shot to win the series.
0: Yeah, I do too, especially, you know, we know that for sure Devin Booker's not going to be the series. But, you know, the Pelicans check a lot of boxes, right? They they have great rebounding with Valentinus. You could throw in, you know, Jackson Hayes when his head's, you know, on right. Um, you know, Herb Jones has been absolutely fantastic on the defensive end. I mean, he had two incredible blocks yesterday that, Oh my God. It was just crazy. I think mm-hmm. it was campaign that had one shot and the Bridges had the other three point shot where he just, he just got up and he could springs in his, in his feet and absolutely you know, uh, block those shots. M- not much more to say about CJ McCollum, and Brandon Ingram. They've been playing, especially Brandon Ingram, absolutely fantastic series so far on the bench. Like we talked about Jose Alvarado, even Devonte Graham knocked down some three point shots yesterday for them. And then, you know, you still have Trey Murphy, Larry Nance, he was, I, am, I am so anti-Nancy. He was good yesterday for them. I'll say that much. But, yeah, I, I think in game three, he was absolutely terrible. Uh, but 25 minutes for him off the bench last night, he was a plus 14. So, I guess we got to give some type of credit to Larry Dance last night, especially the way he was uh, able to defend and, and make life um, yeah. miserable.
1: I'm going to give him props for yesterday, but I yeah. still saw him attempt a three-pointer. <laughs> they should have just benched him as soon as he took it. But... Yeah, the Suns fell apart in the second half. You know, Chris yeah. Paul had four points. He didn't yeah. do anything. He probably should have been ejected for the karate chop on Herb Jones for that layup at the end. Mm-hmm. You could tell Chris Paul just didn't want to be there, and he was bumping into Alvarado before that. There was a lot of chippiness going on, and then he had the flagrant one. I thought he could have been ejected for that, but still. yeah, The Suns, I'm not going to say it's full panic time because you, you got home court back which was the main purpose of you traveling to New Orleans Mm -hmm. was to get home court back, which you did. Yeah. But plus two fifty on New Orleans. I think that's a hell of a price because I get that it's a one V eight, but it's not the typical one because Booker's out Mm -hmm. this new Orleans team is not scared. They're well coached and they're deep. And I made the joke on Twitter, but I think it's probably true. They might be the best thirty six and forty six team of all time. <laughs> they are actually a good basketball team.
0: Yeah, uh, and you could still get Pelicans. I mean, if you don't want to lay this juice, uh, plus one and a half games. Yeah, minus one eighty five right now. So I mean, that's not too bad of a price. Especially if they're going to be they're getting one more home game in Game Six for sure. Do you uh,
1: think New Orleans, New Orleans could
0: beat Dallas
1: or Utah? Because I think they can. <sighs> Yeah, Zion's been so. practicing before games. I don't know if he's coming back or not. I don't know mm. if if New Orleans would want him back, based on how he might mess up the chemistry and how they might just pull the pull the cord. And I think Zion has a shot to actually play. Yeah. in the playoffs, not mm-hmm. this series, but maybe next series.
0: Yeah, if Pelicans win uh, against the Phoenix Suns and no matter who they play, if it's Utah or Dallas, I think they'll have the advantage inside with Valanciunas, with Jackson Hayes, with Herb Jones on the rebounding because. Dallas, we know they don't have anybody inside. We're seeing Rudy Gobert get, you know, all, almost, I think, three out of the four games, he's at 13 or 15-plus rebounds in the games. Um, and then Utah gets killed inside when they pull Rudy Gobert out. To come guard on the penetration on pick and rolls, right? So I think they would have the advantage there. I wouldn't be surprised if this team, I mean, as much as you and I shitted on them at the beginning of the year and we took the under on their win totals, we did, that ca- we that did cash, cash. Okay, yeah, we're, we're which cool. did catch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I know as soon as they got CJ McCullum, this team, you know, just flipped a switch and then they they started believing and and here they are tied two, two with the defending uh, Western Conference, I guess, champion, yeah, champions from last season. So um, this is going to be a fun series. I think it's going to get to seven for sure, uh, Scott. But um, anything else well, you want to touch on?
1: Yeah, well, I was going to ask. Since mm-hmm. we both think they have a shot to beat Utah or Dallas, I don't think they have a shot in hell to beat Golden State. No. I'm just going to get that out there. I think Golden State would take care of New Orleans in about five, six games. Mm-hmm. But if you want to look for some potential fun long shots, FanDuel has the Pelicans to win the West at twenty-four to one. Okay. I found DraftKings has the Pelicans to win the West at forty to one. Hmm. I'm kind okay. of interested in that forty. Not going to lie, I think that price is a little bit high for a team that's tied two-two with the one seed.
0: Yeah, I mean, look if they if if they get past Phoenix here, I think we both believe that they can beat. Utah and Dallas. I mean, and I think
1: Zion's the sleeper. I yeah, mean, if Zion and, comes back, then all of a sudden New Orleans's odds are going to plummet.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Scott, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll get into more thoughts and then we'll uh, discuss the three games here tonight. So we'll be right back if you're here from our sponsors. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on the WinBet $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, a WinBet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a free $20 bet when they win, lose, or push on a three or more leg parlay with the Build Your Own Bet Parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WynnBet.com and start today offer something of to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 we're giving away 500 an hour nfl draft props contest just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft or click the contest tab in the sgpn app winner takes all Ross, we're also brought to you by coors light It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduations, spring sports and more, we're busier ever than before. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24/7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit the reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain fresh, cold mountain fresh refreshment, it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. So when I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Lights delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember always to re- celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right. Coming off of the break. Um, yeah, we got to the Pelicans. We got to Denver. Miami yesterday, I think, impressive victory. Uh, I mean, they've just been playing very well defensively. They've made life hell for Trey Young. Uh, Do you have anything from that series? It's 3-1 to now, headed back to uh, Miami. Possibly looking to close it out there, but do you have any thoughts on that series, Scott?
1: I think that Atlanta's win in Game 3 might have been the flukiest win of the entire playoffs. Miami's better in every area. Yeah, Uh, There's there's really not much more you, you want to add. See, their series is what people expected the Suns and Pelicans series to look like. Just the one seed dominating, maybe losing a game, but for the most part, looking like the much better team. Miami has Trey Young in jail. Mm -hmm. And there's really nothing that Atlanta can do about it because the supporting cast is awful. And we've talked about Atlanta and why they've been struggling for most of the season is because the defense has been awful. We don't think John Collins is a true two. Mm -hmm. And they just don't have many weapons. And Bogdanovich has had a couple of good games. Gallinari as well. But when your second best player is arguably Bogdanovich, yeah. and you're against the best defensive team or a top three defensive team in the league, you're going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't change the fact that even though Trey has been facing great defense, his awful shot selection has not changed. So he's still taking low-percentage shots, yeah. but they're even lower percentage because of how good the defense is on him. Mm-hmm. So when Trey is shooting terribly from the floor and he's still jacking up 40-footers in the third quarter, it's not going to go well. And Miami's been more physical. They've been better. Yeah. So do I have any real takeaways? No. This series probably should have been a sweep.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, you like you said, they, they got that victory in game three with a Trey Young floater. They were down and, double digits in the fourth quarter. They yeah. had
1: a great run. They, they should have lost the game.
0: Yeah, and then, I mean, Trey Young just hasn't had a, a great postseason so far in these four games. I mean, again, give a lot of credit to the Miami Heat defense. They've just made his life miserable. He's right now in the postseason, averaging 36 minutes per contest. He's shooting 35% from the field and 21.2% from three-point land. So that's really not going to get it done, especially in two games so far. He's been – he's at 10 points or less. He had nine in game four yesterday, and then in game uh, one I would – Uh, Sorry, game two, he had only eight points. Sorry, no, game one, he had eight points um, for the Atlanta Hawks. So I think that this series probably should be and will be over in game five back in Miami. Um, We'll talk about Toronto here tonight. We'll talk about Boston here tonight. We'll talk about Utah. I think the only one that we haven't mentioned is the Milwaukee Bucks and the um, Chicago Bulls. Quickly, uh, Scott, yesterday you locked them up minus four. That cash fairly, very easily. Rocking chair win there for you. Um, any takeaways from this series uh, so far?
1: It's the same thing as the Hawks series. Congratulations on winning a game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think you were going to win a game. I thought the, Buck, I thought the Bucks would sweep them. Mm-hmm. And then the Bulls came out. They won game two. And the takeaway there was Milwaukee clearly underestimated its opponent for the first two games because mm-hmm. the Bucs walked in. They tanked on purpose to avoid the Nets. And they just thought, all right, we're going to sweep. They won game one despite not playing well. And they somehow decided we're going to try even less hard in game two. They lost and then said, oh, I guess we got to try now. And they've yeah. won by 20 plus in each of the last two games. So it seemed like the Bucks just decided we're going to flip a switch and they're going to do nothing about it because we're much better. Yeah. And I expect the Bulls to lose by 25 on the road in game five. They're going to get yeah. buried.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think again, give a lot of credit to Grayson Allen the way he stepped up in the absence of Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis um, too. Yeah, Bobby Portis too. The, the bench has really stepped for them. They've really been helping out. Be honest, Drew Holiday has been playing better as well. So, do
1: you think um, there's any way the Bulls mm-hmm. don't get blown out in Game Five? Because with Holiday on DeRozan, the Bulls have no backup plan offensively. They are completely lost.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I mean, it's just right now. I think this is a year where the Chicago Bulls got some playoff experience with the guys that haven't been there, guys like Zach Levine, um, you know, Patrick Williams, those type of players, but I just don't think they have enough to keep up with this uh, Bucks team, especially defensively. You know, we talk about, I think, defensively, like Miami, Milwaukee has done a great job. They just they just don't have the three-point shooters, Scott. Yeah. I, I mean, I said that at the beginning of the series that... You're I mean,
1: not a Kobe White guy who's shooting like 5% from three this series? Yeah, no,
0: <laughs> no. Um, so I think that's something that they're going to have to address in the offseason if they want to get back into the postseason again because... You need shot-making in the playoffs, especially three-point shot-making. And that's really kind of been the difference so far for me in this Bucks and, and the uh, Bulls series. You know, Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday, um, Pat Coddington, uh, Bobby Portis, like you said, those guys have knocked down their three-point shots, and Chicago Bulls uh, haven't. So that's pretty much it for me. Um, let's dive into this um, Monday night schedule here. Three games all on the board here. Uh, we have the first series that's on the board is going to be uh, we'll just talk about your team here, Scott. Game four here in Brooklyn. You'll be in attendance. You'll get to see Scott Foster. This line opened up minus two and a half for the Brooklyn Nets. That number is now at minus one over on win bet. Total opened up at 220 and a half. That number is now at 220. Um, so no Ben Simmons uh, in this game. It was announced yesterday that he woke up with some back soreness uh, after he, I guess, partook in some on-court activities. Um, in practice, I guess, with the Brooklyn Nets, so he won't be there. But Scott Foster is officiating this game here tonight. We've kind of coined him as a series extender. Scott, are we buying into that narrative here tonight in game four or this 1-2-3 uh, Cancun for Brooklyn here tonight?
1: So I made a joke on Twitter that as soon as the Nets ended up losing and as soon as there was no Scott Foster sighting on yesterday's referee assignment page, I've set the odds at minus 500. That he would get the Nets Celtics game four. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, so they brought him in to try to extend the series. The plot twist: I don't think even he can help extend the series for the Nets because yeah. I don't. I don't really know how the Nets are going to come out here and be. I'd say excited for game four. The, there's nothing to be excited about. They've gotten torched. Uh Game one and game two, they probably should have won. They fell apart. Game three, they looked. Really just awful pretty much the entire way through. They were trailing basically the entire game. They cut it to three a couple of times, and Boston immediately went on a run each time. Mm -hmm. But Durant's still not taking many shots. Kyrie's not really doing much, and they can't guard anybody. And when your backcourt consists of Kyrie, Seth Curry, Drogic, and Patty Mills... Let's just say I'm not shocked when Jalen Brown torches you in the fourth quarter for the third straight game. You can't guard anybody. Yeah. And when Tatum's going for 39 points, which might have been the quietest 39 I've ever seen, mm-hmm. because I don't think anyone realized he had 39 until they told you at the end of the game. I thought he had like 27. Mm-hmm. But six steals, Robert Williams is back now. He barely played, but he was still impactful whenever he was on the court. Mm-hmm. Scott Foster might help with the free throw differential to maybe keep the nets in it. But if you're saving grace, and I mean that with quotes around it, was supposed to be Ben Simmons, and now even he's not playing game four, why would the Nets have any type of, I'd say, mental resolve to just show up for game four when Boston's clearly the better team? Do I expect the Nets to fully roll over? Maybe not fully, but if it goes ugly early or gets ugly early, they're going to completely roll over in the second half.
0: Yeah, I think the way to probably attack if you do want to bet on Brooklyn, it's probably going to be in that first half because if Boston loses yeah, first, first quarter first half, if they yeah. fall
1: behind early, they're rolling.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that if they get if they're if Brooklyn is down, I don't know seven eight points at the half, um, it's they're over. probably yeah yeah it's over. They're probably just going to roll over there in the second half, like you mentioned. So I think that get in early on the Brooklyn Nets, bet that first half probably if they if they're going to want a chance to win this game. They're going to have to be competitive in that first half. Um, and maybe you see some, I don't know, favorable calls going towards Brooklyn's way. Maybe Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum gets into early foul trouble. Maybe that's the case with Scott Foster coming in. But I think that
1: I think it would, well, it would be Tatum because Tatum's going to ran
0: most possessions. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely look out for that. I mean, we'll be watching that for sure. I mean, we usually don't really talk about conspiracies on this. Uh, hey, we both had the Raptors over the weekend. So we knew. Yeah yeah uh we don't usually talk about conspiracies over the we are on this podcast but I think when you're Scott Foster's coming on this game I think we have to kind of put some type of uh I guess weight into it so I I'm going with Brooklyn in the first half here Scott I think you agree with that um but I think maybe yeah Boston probably wins this game but may, we'll find out how much power Scott Foster does have uh in the NBA if he does is able to extend the series to a game five in Boston so I'm leaning towards uh Brooklyn uh First tap uh, overall for the game, Scott, you're thinking Boston takes care of business tonight.
1: The thing is Foster is the huge X factor. And yeah. of course, when I saw the line initially, I was going to slam Boston, mm-hmm. but I knew that Scott Foster might be waiting in the wing. So I decided to wait and see okay. if he was not the ref, I would have bet Boston this morning several times over. I, they would have yeah. killed him, but Foster is the ultimate equalizer. So I'm going to wait and see, but I really think the nets are about to roll over okay. and I'm going to be in I'm going to be in attendance for my team's funeral.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Any thoughts on the total before we go over to the next game at 220?
1: It's tough because Foster is a huge foul guy. Yeah. But a lot of his games have gone under in the postseason, mostly because the star players get into foul trouble. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going with the under. Okay. Just because even though I have seen – Foster call a lot of fouls. are usually on-star players, which definitely hurts both offenses if foul trouble becomes an issue for either team. But the Nets offensively have been in a box. And with KD barely taking shots, Kyrie being a non-factor, and the Nets scoring less than 108 in each of the last two games, I'm not sure how much they contribute. So I'm going to lean to the under, even though it seems like a low total. I think it's low for a reason. And I think that the Nets will probably finish with around 103.
0: All right. So under for Scott in this game on the total. And then uh, I think I'm going first half, sorry, first half Brooklyn. Kind of hesitant with Scott Foster on this game. Maybe he yeah, obviously probably will, not obviously, but should favor Brooklyn Nets in this game. So maybe a live opportunity if you do see Jason Tatum get into foul trouble early on uh, for the Boston Celtics. Um, anything else for this game, Scott, before we get on to the next one? I
1: think the main point that I would have is that if you want to go bet on quarters, Mm -hmm. Celtics third quarter. Okay. Nash has gotten out coached at after half every single game. It's not even close. Boston immediately goes on a run. As soon as the third quarter starts, they bring Drummond back in the game for no reason. And Mm -hmm. Boston goes on an immediate seven, nothing run. It it happens every game. So I don't mind
0: Boston third quarter. All right. Let me see what the uh, spread here is. Yeah. Boston is minus half a point at even money over on win bet for the third quarter spread. They've torched them the, yeah. the entire series in the third quarter. Third quarter money line minus 110 uh, both ways um, if you are interested in that third quarter. So, um, yeah. All right. Let's get over to the next game, Scott. We have a uh, game five for the boss, sorry for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors. Um, let me see the opening line for this game. This number opened up minus eight for the Philadelphia 76ers on their home floor. Uh, that number is at minus seven and a half at win bet. Total opened up at 210. That number's up to 211 on WinBet bet as well. The big news for the Toronto Raptors is no Fred Van Vliet. He's going to be out with the hip strain, um, but we are back in uh, Philly here. Three games to one lead. Doc Rivers, James Harden. What can go wrong here, Scott?
1: Well, you forgot to mention Embiid's torn ligament in his thigh.
0: Oh, yeah, yes, that too, yeah. I
1: don't think there's there's been anything more ironic than Embiid uh, telling people not to complain about fouls or Doc Rivers claiming not to complain, and then Embiid gives a round of applause to the (laughs) officials after Game 3. There's just a complete lack of self-awareness from his team, especially with Harden and Embiid, you're really going to complain or tell people not to complain about foul calls, really. But for me... I'm taking Toronto. And uh, Van Vliet, of course, is a big piece. Toronto played well without him, but I'm not sure how much of that is Ewing theory or not. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of hoping that it is Ewing theory and Toronto plays well once again in Game 5. But Philly, I don't say there's extreme cause for concern because right now they're still the much better team. They should still win the series. And I'm not only taking Toronto because it's 3-1 with Doc Rivers, but it does help. When it's 3-1 for Doc Rivers. So I am (laughs) going to throw it out there. But Toronto is a physical team that is not going to back down. They're going to play till the end, for better or worse. And I do believe that Philly is going to let Toronto hang around. And with Embiid's awful shooting performance in the first half in Game 4, he seemed to piece it together late. But I am wondering how much that torn ligament is going to affect his jump shots. And Toronto played a little bit faster. Siakam played extremely well. Anobi was awful, and they still overcame that. But Barnes came back, gave him a nice couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. It felt like he rolled his ankle about seven times at about 20 minutes, but he still played the entire game. Mm -hmm. And I do think that Toronto is capable of pulling the upset. So for me, I'm going with the Raptors, mostly because I expect Toronto to look more desperate. I expect Toronto to come out and really get off to a decent start. But I do think Toronto punches Philly in the mouth early. I don't mind Toronto first quarter or first half. Give me Toronto. I think
0: this game will be close. Yeah, I think so. So I think this number is a little outstretched at seven and a half and possibly pushing eight. Um, I would probably wait and see if this number does get to eight, maybe eight and a half. I don't think it'll get to that, but I think eight is a real possibility here. I think it does kind of go back to what you said about Joel Embiid's hand injury. And, um, you know, he, again, seven of 16 in game, uh, was it game four in 39 minutes? He did have 21 points, seven of nine from the free throw uh, line. I think the guy that if, if you, if Philly's going to come out and blow out this game, it's going to have to be James Harden. And I don't think it is going to be James Harden. He just hasn't looked good all series long game four, he was five of 17 from the floor, 10 of 11 from uh, the free throw line. He had 22 points, but I think that this we've seen this where teams let other teams hang around, and I think you're right that this is going to be a possibility where Toronto probably does get the cover here uh, at plus seven and a half, but Philly does find a way to win this game. Uh, I do love the under in this game, Scott, but do you have any thoughts on the total here?
1: Uh, I think I have to go with the under. This is actually turning into a 1990s basketball series. They're just killing each other out here. Yeah, I'm. Go- I'm going with the under. It seems like both teams are struggling to even get to 105.
0: Yeah, I mean Toronto barely got to 110 in Game Four, and I think that's the most points they've scored in this series. Philly again stays um, struggled from the field in Game Four, but if you kind of go back, other than Game One where it's 131, 111, you, since then 112, 97, 104, 101, 110, 102, so it's kind of been hovering around that 209 to 213 range. So I, I don't think there's a guarantee
1: that both teams get to 100 in this game. Yeah, so it'll I, probably happen, but it's not a lock.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a dogfight again because you said that or we know that Toronto is going to be playing with some desperation here. Philly, again, that torn ligament, I think, is a big cause of concern, especially offensively for Joel Embiid. He could get to the free throw line, but again, I think that his his performance is going to struggle with that torn ligament. Do you look at taking his player props to go under?
1: Oh, We're talking about Embiid or Harden? Embiid, I'm sorry. I don't think I can, just because of how many free throws he might attempt on a day-in, day-out basis. Okay. I don't mind maybe the under and three-pointers if you're really concerned about the injury, because that's actual jump shots. Mm-hmm. But I can't really take an under when a guy might go to the foul line 15, 20 times. So I, I can't take an under there. But one thing that I have kind of noticed as the series has gone on mm-hmm. is twofold. One, Toronto's playing significantly slower. Yeah. Because they are trying to limit all of the transition opportunities for Philly. Because we saw in game one and two, Philly really was successful at getting out and running. Yeah. The other takeaway is the complete disappearance of Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. And he has become a complete non-factor. Now, Tobias Harris has actually been playing decently mm-hmm. in this series, but Maxey needs to get involved again. And I think some of that goes into the willingness for toronto to slow the pace because maxi we saw as a blur was great in transition He got a lot of shots got to the rim a lot of floaters you get the idea Mm -hmm. but toronto since they really slowed the game into a half court a setting maxi really has not been that involved and i don't know if i'm going to automatically take his unders four points because of course he's still extremely talented yeah but it seems like philly has kind of forgotten just how valuable he is to that offense
0: yeah I mean since game one you know he saw we saw he scored thirty eight twenty three and then the last two games nineteen and eleven so he's kind of been on a downwards trend here and i may you know, I, maybe... I cashed
1: the over eighteen and a half in game three, but that mm-hmm. went to overtime as well, so yeah. he had less points of course going into overtime. It really seems like Philly is pivoting a bit from Maxi, and I don't think they fully should be
0: yeah. Cause it, it worked for them in games one and two and, and they won those games pretty comfortably Won game one by 20 game two by 15. So maybe, you know, they do get back to max here 10, but again, give Nick nurse credit for making adjustments as the series kind of, kind of progressed here. So, um, and that kind of what leads us towards the under here uh, in game uh, five in Philly here tonight, uh, as far as the side, I think we're both on Toronto here, Scott.
1: Yeah. I, I can't lay it with Philly. I can't yeah.
0: do it. All right, let's take another break here. We'll come back and then we'll get into the last game of the night between the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second and enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on work, friends, family, and many million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button, and that's why you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer that's out there literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit the reset, just open a coors light it's mountain cold refreshment made to chill coors light is co lagered cold filtered and cold packaged it's literally made to chill it's as crisp and refreshing as the colorado rockies perfect for a moment to unwind so all you got to do is head over to coorslight.com sgp that's CoorsLite.com slash SGP to get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart. And remember to always res- celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode actually doesn't protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prowling eyes. That's why I use IPvanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're... Streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use, all you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand-rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanishcom SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVANISH.com slash SGP. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into this last game of the night. We have the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks back for Game 5 in Dallas here tonight. We saw Luka Dantage return in Game 4. Looked pretty good to me. Um, Utah did get the victory at the end with a miraculous lob, or not miraculous, but a shocking, I guess we can say, from Donovan Mitchell to Rudy Gobert uh, for the game-winner. Um, they got that victory 199. But Luca in his return in 34 minutes was 11 of 21 from the field, uh, four of ten from three point land. He had 30 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists for the Dallas Mavericks. So looking at the opening line for this game here, Scott, uh, minus three for the Dallas Mavericks on their home floor with Luca back total of two fifteen, sorry, two twelve and a half over on win bet. Uh Scott, let's start with um what we saw from game four. And then we'll work our way to game five here. Game four, saw the return of Luka. Jalen Brunson uh, was still Jalen Brunson in this game. But what were your kind of takeaways from game four uh, before we get into game five?
1: No, I had two main takeaways. One, I have no idea how Utah won the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, They had no business winning that game. They were up by four. Dallas was up by four with like, what, 30 seconds left? And then Powell missed two free throws. They were up four. Yeah. I'm trying to remember
1: what exactly they had. Donovan the Mitchell lead? got the and Mitchell one. Mitchell had the and one, which I can't believe they fouled him on. Yeah. And Powell missed both free throws. Yeah. And then you had the, uh, the, the pass lava. to Gobert. But right. Utah was really controlling most of the game. And then classic Utah, they blew a double-digit lead immediately in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And then fourth quarter, they hung around. But even with the comeback, Gobert couldn't make a free throw. I have no idea how they won the game. Dallas yeah. should have won the game. They handed Utah m- more life. I actually found the two and a half at minus 115 on this game. Okay. I grabbed it. It was my U2 play. Give me Dallas. They're the, mu- they're the much better team. I don't think yeah. it's very close. I'm not going to overreact to Utah winning a game by one as a six-point favorite. Mm-hmm. So, like, calm. I still can't believe they were favored by six in that game. Like, that that's an insane line there for game four. But Dallas at home has been very good. Utah has been an awful road team this season. And I think that even though Utah won the last game with Gobert, the issue with that is that's going to encourage Snyder to keep Gobert on the court for even longer in game five. He can't hit free throws and he can't guard the three-point line. Yeah. The issue that Dallas ran into was the fact that they missed a bunch of wide open shots. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's going to happen again. They also need Dimwitty to not be total, total garbage.
0: Oh, God, yeah.
1: In Game 5, he was awful. Mm -hmm. In Game 4, and he's had a pretty underwhelming series. But I don't think he can even play that bad two games in a row. I think he'll play better. But Luka had 30 and 10. His assist numbers were low, though. I think he'll do a better job of actually reading the defense and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But for me, I don't know how Dallas is only favored by 2.5 here. Utah's 1-8 and ATS in the last nine meetings with Dallas, so Dallas has been a matchup problem mm-hmm. for this team. Give me a healthy Luca at home minus two and a half against a team that still cannot guard the 3.1. Give me the Mavericks.
0: Yeah, I think Mavericks will or take care of business here. I don't want to say they I think rolling. they'll win by seven. Okay. Yeah, I think they take care of business on their home floor here as well. Uh, Luca, he looked good, man. I think that was, that was what I was really looking out for in game four to see how Luca looked. And he played 34 minutes. I think that's pretty good. He was very I was going to say,
1: his minutes were definitely odd because they benched him in the second quarter for parts. And yeah. I believe he was benched for, was it the start of the fourth or like the second half of the third?
0: I think it was like the second half of the third Whether he was starting to get into a rhythm, but then he got pulled a little bit. But when you have Jalen Brunson, I think that was okay. But The
1: point is, I think Dante should probably go for 40 minutes tonight if yeah. he's feeling fine because he went for 34 in his first game. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, and I didn't see any signs of injury or anything. So he'll probably go for 40 plus minutes tonight.
0: Yeah. And I didn't see anything after the game where it came out that he wasn't, yeah. you know, sore or anything like he, that. He banged so. up
1: his shoulder a little bit during the game, but that's completely unrelated. He ended up uh, playing after that. So he should mm-hmm. play a decent amount in this game.
0: Yeah. 100%. Um, total for this game is at 212.5. I'm, as far as a total for this game, I'm kind of liking Dallas Mavericks team total here at 107 and a half. I think that you know, being back on their home floor, the tension is going to be on Luca here.
1: They need to make threes, I mean, and that's really going to be the
0: yeah, That's what I was going to say is that they're going to have to knock down their three point shots and do it on a consistent basis throughout the fourth quarters because first half they weren't very good from the three point line, but they just turned it up in that third quarter where. I know DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith had knocked some down. Yeah. Reggie Bullock hit some for them as well. So I think that they been consistently able to uh, knock them down. I think that they should be able to... Uh,
1: then Yeah, then they went ice cold again in the fourth. I know Luca yeah. hit the step back three, but mm-hmm. for the most part, while Gobert kept going one of two from the line for about, I don't know, five straight possessions, Yeah, Dallas just kept bricking shots. So Dallas shot about 34% from three mm-hmm. in game four. Yeah, If they shoot close to their... 37%, something like that, they win game four easily. Yeah. I assume they're gonna shoot probably closer to 37%, 38% at home in this game. If they do that, they're winning this game by at least five.
0: Yeah. And the two victories that they have so far in this series, they've scored 110 and 126. So maybe a little bit of correlation there um for the Dallas Mavericks victory here. So I like Dallas minus three as well. Minus two and a half is where you picked it up. Um, And then uh, as far as the total, do you have any thoughts on the total here? I really don't.
1: The total in the series has been so annoying to predict. Yeah. Because you're only predicting Dallas's three-pointers. Yeah. That's really the only thing the game comes down to. Because if they miss a bunch of shots, you'll see another 100 to 99 game. Mm -hmm. But if they make their shots, they'll probably score 110. Yeah. So when it comes to totals, I guess I'm leaning over because I think Dallas is going to hit their threes but I can't bet this. It really all comes down to will Dallas make their open threes.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, that's the, the the key for this team is uh, the three-point shots. So hopefully they're about to knock them down tonight because we're I think we're both on the same side here of this game. I just Utah, I, I don't know, man. It's, they're not kinda, good. Yeah, they're not. And especially I mean, if you go back to game four. I mean, they got 26 points or 25 points from uh, – Jordan Clarkson in this game. I know Donovan Mitchell didn't have a great night shooting the ball, but he hasn't had a great serious shooting the ball. I mean, if you kind of look at his numbers for Donovan Mitchell, it's really been seven of 21 in game four, going back to games three, he was 10 of 21, 13 of 30 in game two, 10 of 29 in game one. He's only shooting about 40% from the field and 24% from three point land. So um I just think that, you know, offensive, they don't have enough. I think Dallas, you know, with Luka back, obviously the best player on this team. I think they're going to have success here tonight. So both on minus three here. And then uh, I'm leaning with the over on the Dallas team total and a slight lean. If you had to put a gun to Scott's head, you'd probably lean with the over in this game as well. Scott, anything else for this game or anything uh, else you want to throw out for the three games here for tonight?
1: I think I am actually potentially considering Utah team total under. Okay, They scored a they scored a 118 in game three. Mm-hmm. Besides that, they scored 100 in Game 4, 104 in Game 2, and 99 in Game 1. So this team isn't scoring. Yeah. And that was they scored 100 with Clarkson, as you said, going for 25. Mm-hmm. I'll give props to Snyder for actually giving Clarkson more minutes because he's one of the only shot creators they have on the entire team. Yeah. But offensively, they've been a mess. And Gobert, you don't trust him at the foul line. And we know he has no actual post moves and no touch around the rim. So after the lob, do I think Utah might force feed Gobert a little bit more? Maybe. I don't think they should, but I think they might. And if he's going to miss a bunch of free throws, which he's capable of, I have to lean to the team total under on Utah.
0: All right. Uh, Yeah, I like that, man. And, uh, again, offensively, they just don't have it, man. Donovan Mitchell, that's pretty much it. Jordan Clarkson, yeah, and if he's able to get the minutes, he can put up points. But... I think uh, Dallas would definitely be locked in defensively here um, in this game here tonight.
1: And Dallas plays a lot slower with Luca.
0: Yeah, they do. So. Yeah. Especially because you have Luca, right? He's a guy that can in half court offense, he can get to the basket out of Willa or, you know, make those step back three point shots or, or you know, find other players um, yeah. to knock down those three point shots. So yeah, I like it. All right. Uh, let's take one last break here. We'll come back. We'll get into our lock and dog and we'll wrap up with some final thoughts for this uh, episode of the NBA gambling podcast. Now on to Sleeper, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose 2 or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into that contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over twenty times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over/under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can ch- I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's, it's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over/under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPNBA and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper then use promo code SGPNBA. That's SGPNBA. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Ross we're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five, that's right, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/sgp. Again, that is athleticgreens.com/sgp to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your fire stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So, so go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% in savings that's com slash sgp all right coming off of the break uh let's get into our picks here for tonight scott i'm gonna give you the floor first my man uh lock and eh, i think we're all lacking the favorites here but toronto here uh lock and doctor time what do you got
1: so i'm taking the mavericks uh okay. minus two and a half for my lock at the end of the day utah was very fortunate to win a home game mm-hmm. and they're a terrible road team Lucas game under his belt. He should play more minutes. And Dallas shot terribly from three. It seems like Utah was quite fortunate to not be down 3-1. Mm-hmm. I think they're not as fortunate tonight. I think Dallas wins by seven. Okay. Uh, you have a dog for tonight? It's going to be Toronto. Surprisingly, I'm going to take the first quarter. Okay. It seems like Philly has gotten off to some slow starts mm-hmm. uh, in particularly games uh, to game three and game four. They've really not been great in the first seven minutes mm-hmm. of these games, and it seems like they're trailing in the first seven minutes or so. Of course, you can go with Toronto full game and hope that Doc Rivers does fourth quarter Doc Rivers things. Yeah, But it seems like Embiid gets constantly stronger as the games progress. But in the, fir- in the first quarter recently, it really has not been as involved. Mm-hmm. I think Toronto, if they want to have any shot tonight... They need to punch Philly in the mouth. I'm taking Toronto first quarter.
0: Yeah, currently over on WinBet bet. The spread right now is plus two and a half for the first quarter for the Raptors and then plus 160 on the money line for the Raptors.
1: I'm going to take the money line there. Yeah. I think you would agree that Toronto, even though we know that Rivers is known for choking, yeah. it's going to be very difficult to come back without Van Vliet when you're down after the first couple quarters. I think Toronto needs a good start.
0: Yeah, 100%. Because if they get down early, um, we might see, like you said, Doc Rivers doing Doc Rivers in that fourth quarter. Uh, but, again, if Toronto wants a chance to push this to game, uh, to, sorry, to game six on their home floor, they're going to have to come out and, and punch them in the mouth and kind of take them by surprise. So I do like that play as well. Um, for my luck, I'm going to go with uh, – I got to do it, man. I'm going to take uh, the Brooklyn Nets' first half here. Ooh. If they have any chance to win a series, or if they think they're going to win uh, a game here, it, it's going to have to. Really, uh, the first half will tell me everything. So I'm going to go with them in the first half money line. Let me get the minus one twenty. Can I make you uh,
1: reconsider and take Boston third quarter?
0: Yeah. Uh, for my lot, I could. Well, they're not underdogs in the third quarter, are they?
1: I don't. I think I think they like said they were plus a half. I think.
0: Yeah, but I think the money line was it's at like minus, minus 110, 110 both ways. Yeah. yeah. um, I- I'll stick with the Nets here, okay. man. I-, I have faith that you'll bring it home for me, at least in the first half, since you'll be in attendance. I'm going to uh, be miserable <laughs>
1: there. Like, for better or worse, I'm just going to be anticipating a Boston run the entire game. It's going to be a miserable experience. Hey, don't
0: worry. You have-, you have Scott Foster there to maybe keep him in the game, at, at least. Uh, he'll try oh, you to- don't
1: understand. Every foul call that they call on Boston – I'm going to get up out of my seat and get Foster a standing ovation. Every call I'm doing it. You got to do what you got to do sometimes.
0: Yeah. I'll take Boston. Uh, sorry. Uh, Brooklyn Nets first half uh, money line minus 120, And then for my dog, I'm going to go with the alternate spread um, for the Dallas Mavericks here. I think that we're both agreeing that they probably roll here. Let me see if I can find a good alternate line for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, let's go minus let's go minus five at plus 120 for the Dallas Mavericks here tonight. I think that there's certain that potential down? yeah they can win this game by 10 plus. Um, the line is at minus three right now over on win bet. Um, but I think at minus five at plus 120 I think that's a good alternate mm-hmm. spread for the Dallas Mavericks here tonight and again Luca back. Um on the home floor where he didn't get to play in games one and two. The crowd should be rowdy, as they usually are in Dallas. So I'll take that as uh my dog for tonight. Dallas Mavericks minus five on the alter- alternative line at plus 120.
1: I just have a question quickly, yeah. by the way. yeah, I'm so confused how Dallas is the three seed mm-hmm. with a healthy Luka. Mm-hmm. Utah's the six. Mm-hmm. And yet the line suggesting that they're pick'ems on neutral courts. I'm so confused. How does this make any sense?
0: Yeah, there's certainly a missed price especially in, in I, I just completely understand your point They are also on the series price right now, they're only minus one thirty-five. Shouldn't that be a little higher since they do have home court advantage? I don't think Dallas I don't think Utah's gonna win a road game in the series. Yeah.
1: Besides game one, of course. So I don't think they're gonna win a road game for the rest yeah. of the series. So what are we missing? I have no idea. i I unless they're making the argument that Lucas still hurt, but he clearly looked fine yeah. in the last game. I just don't understand how you have a three against a six. They're on serve. They didn't, they had yeah, a couple of breaks. So they're back on serve when it comes sure. to home games. Yeah. But you're telling me that these two teams are a pick on a neutral court? I think Dallas looked the much better team up to this point.
0: Yeah. You can even get Dallas uh, three to one in six and Dallas in, uh, in seven at plus 190.
1: So I think Dallas might win game six.
0: Yeah. I think so too. And I don't see a serious spread because I think they're probably anticipating this one to seven. But Dallas minus 135
1: to win the series. I mean, sure. Yeah. With that and the Pelicans' price, I, I don't know what the odds makers are doing on some of these spread lines, or yeah. some of these uh, series
0: lines, I should say. Yeah. I mean, if you missed that five to one after they lost game one, um, it's okay. I think there's still an opportunity. I know, mean, obviously, at five to one, you were much prefer it there, but. At this point, when there's three games left in the series, tie two to two, and you have home court advantage, and with your best player back at minus one thirty five, I think you need to gobble that up all day long. You Uh, won
1: a home game by one as a six point favor. Congratulations!
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would get on that Dallas series price still at minus one thirty five as well, Um, Scott. Anything else before we get out of here, and then let the people know where they can find you, my man.
1: Uh, Not really. Uh, Just been keeping busy, keeping up with the NBA. Of course, you have. Well, some baseball season that start uh, baseball action. Yankees actually have looked decent up to this point. Your Red Sox not so much, but you know, it's still an early season. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, just happy that we have a lot of sports that are kind of headed down the home stretch. Of course, baseball just started, but you have hockey playoffs starting soon. Yeah. A lot of sports going on. I'm excited to cover it in the upcoming weeks.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. NBA playoffs are in full swing. We have NHL. This is the last week of the regular season for NHL, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we'll get into the playoffs for NHL as well. So definitely, are you a lot a play of stuff. hockey, guy? Uh, I'm not, but I think I've gotten into more hockey this season just because of the hockey gambling podcast and those guys. So it, it's I've been keeping track of the teams and stuff but I'll definitely be watching uh, the hockey playoffs this year. So I heard it's, it's, it's watch, watching it. It's a lot of fun, obviously in any, any playoffs, but um, I heard there's a different intensity to NHL playoffs. So I'll definitely be tuning in um, for, for the NHL playoffs. So again, this is a good reminder to make sure to download the app, the SGPN app. It's a black and red logo. If you go into your Google play store or your app store, you'll see it right there. Leave us a rating and review uh, for the NBA gambling podcast, as well as for the app. Uh, definitely helps us out uh, grow as a organization and as a uh, podcasting network. So that really helps us out. So if you guys can do the stat favor, uh, Scott and I will be back tomorrow morning to recap uh, what we saw from last night or sorry, from tonight uh, in the NBA playoffs. And we'll also discuss and handicap the, the games for tomorrow as well. So make sure to look out for that. With that being said, good luck with your bets here tonight. Uh, let's break these books off and let it ride. Bababa
1: basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball, because I'm gonna dunk it. Bababa basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball, because I'm gonna dunk go it.